The Kayfabe Crunch is kept sane thanks to Life Wellness Counseling. Our licensed internet therapists are available 24-7, but only via text chat, as video calls make them uneasy. Check in with your personalized mind guru on the go by downloading our app from LimeWire. Life Wellness Counseling. Think yourself fine. The Kayfabe Crunch. It's Tuesday. You know what that means. Well, personally, I'd start by removing the antlers. Good news! This is your Kayfabe Crunch for Tuesday, December 29th, 2020. I'm Sam, Saxtonation. Coming up, we have all the latest from Raw. Plus, we hand out our first annual Crunchy Awards. But first... On this day. In grappling history, in 1985, the NWA and AWA co-presented an event named Star Wars, at which Stan Hansen faced Obi-Wan Kenobi in the main event, and Ric Flair fought Yoda in a Dagobah disagreement to a no contest. And in 1998, Mankind won the WWF Championship on Raw. Really, that was in... that was in 98? And what, that put butts in seats, did it? Oh, it did? Well, fair enough. Thanks for flying this fact-based airline. Fasten your seatbelts and order a tall glass of data. And now, let's get on with the penultimate punch news. Top story, 0.75 broke kicks on the dollar. McIntyre opened Raw by once again recapping his 2020. Rumble? Check. Lesnar? Check. Beating Orton, then losing to Orton, then winning the title back from Orton? Check, check, check. One man's rise to the top, condensed into three sentences every week. He thanked the fans for rallying behind him this year. He's a big lad, I'd feel safer too. And reminded everyone that some former legends will be appearing next week. Hang on, former legends? Not former superstars or current legends. Former legends. As in the sentence, Hulk Hogan is a former legend and Ric Flair should be the poster child of the 80s. Sheamus then arrived on the scene to explain his actions from last week. He claimed he kept his promise to not attack Keith Lee during the match, and instead waited for the bell to ring at the end of the match, doing absolutely nothing for the crafty Irish bastard stereotype. The Celtic warrior tried to sell the champ on the idea of them going one-on-one -on -one next week. He pitched it as a moment they'd thought about together for 15 years. The Celtic Connection, headlining a show for the WWE Championship. Yes, against all odds, McMahon is minutes away from making a WWE title match that doesn't involve a single American. However, Keith Lee, an American, entered the arena to remind Sheamus that he must first beat him. Lee stated that Drew's word now means less than nothing. 
and that when the bell rings, he'll beat an apology out of Seamus, just like a good guy would. Before the bell could ring, Seamus hit a half-powered brogue kick, followed by a quarter-powered brogue kick, which equals 0.75 of a brogue kick across two separate attacks, no power at all. And that's presumably why Keith Lee won the match and is now the number one contender who will face McIntyre next week on Raw Legends Night. So, as a responsible news network, we have to ask, will a legend help Keith Lee capture the title? Unless it's Carlito or Alicia Fox, color me disinterested, which is sort of a deep maroon. Now it's time for your fast count, the championship win in the festive season of news. Angel Garza suggests he plans to flirt with the Raw Legends next week. Hulk Hogan, JBL, and Michael Hayes decide to stay home. The Miz has his Money in the Bank contract returned due to a technicality. Sources say this televisual-represented act of finding a loophole in the legal system is the closest Donald Trump will ever come to winning the election. Alexa Bliss demands that Randy Orton set her on fire in the middle of the ring on national television. I've seen weirder fetishes. Ricochet loses to Ali, but refuses to join Retribution. He first has several demands. The name must be changed to Ricktribution, uniform to be replaced with Puma Print, and for the audience to understand, it's a collective of talented wrestlers who just need time to find themselves. Retribution for life. Nia Jax, Lashley, and Daniel Bryan declare themselves for the Royal Rumble match. Jax isn't aware that the women's match hasn't been announced yet. As we saw in 2019, she just likes to get involved. Riddle wants to call the team of himself, Hardy, and the New Day the Positively Hard Bros. This would work as a name if it weren't for Hardy being so terribly middle-aged. Charlotte continues to tussle with both Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler as the rest of the Raw Women's Division wonder when they'll wrestle again. Reports suggest that Elias and Riker were caught vibing backstage. Omos and Styles put a stop to it, but the rampant vibing is expected to continue. And that's your fast count. You've been counted out. Biggie Langzine. I know how to tie a double Windsor, I'm British. Welcome to the first, maybe annual, Crunchy Awards. As the late Gorilla Monsoon once said, you're not no one if you don't not have a Crunchy. I'm wearing a suit and tie, glass of champagne in hand. I'm feeling classy like Freddie Blassie. Ain't no one gonna stop this lassie. Too sassy? Then stand back or I'll get glassy glassy. Okay, we have a number of prestigious categories to announce live on this pre-recorded podcast. But let's kick things off with a bang as we award the best act of attempted murder by a wrestler. Here are the nominees. 
Bray Wyatt for the imprisonment of John Cena inside of his own mind. Sheamus, or possibly Jeff Hardy, depending on who you ask, for the hit and run on Elias. Randy Orton for the casual arson of The Fiend. And Vince McMahon for the removal of independent contractors' ability to earn a second digital income and therefore taking food from their family's table causing inevitable death. Now it's time to throw things over to Brickela Spotify for the result. Thanks, Sam. And your winner is... Randy Orton for roasting a demon at 700 degrees. This is Randy Orton's first crunchy, and I don't know why I'm providing commentary as though someone is walking towards the stage. We have no guests here tonight. This isn't real. Congratulations, Randy. Don't set fire to the trophy, you cheeky snake. Seriously, don't. It's made from chocolate and will melt. Moving on to our second category, Best Lady Wrestler. Now, women's wrestling has come so far in the last several years, and we're really so proud of all their little efforts. From the Divas Revolution to the admittedly less sexist, but also with less of a corporate mandate, Women's Evolution. To the point where we can confidently say, backed up by a year of data, that women get 23% of all TV time on Monday Night Raw and a whopping 11% on AEW Dynamite. Wow, what a progressive industry. And we're going to showcase that progression by crowning the best lady wrestler. Let's take a look at the lovely nominees. Lacey Evans, for being a real woman and an all-round fabulous lady. Becky Lynch, for achieving the greatest honor known to women, becoming a mother, and also an all-round fabulous lady. Brandi Rhodes, for inventing feminism via AEW heels, and for always being an all-round fabulous lady. And, of course, Stephanie McMahon, for inventing the very concept of women and for eternally being an all-round fabulous lady. Now over to Brickela Spotify, another fabulous lady, for the results. Seriously? Are you f***ing kidding me? Just be thankful you're presenting an award, Brickela, or we'll replace you with a competent white man who's good at these things, like Warren Beatty. And the award for Best Lady Wrestler goes to Brandy Rhodes for inventing feminism. Absolutely no mention of NXT in these nominations. The best cohesive division of any gender, I might add. Sasha Banks is also not on this list. Current SmackDown Women's Champion, former Tag Team Women's Champion. Thank you, Brakela, and congratulations to Brandy Rhodes. There's no telling where women's wrestling could be without you. Sorry, would be. That's would be, not not could be. That's a that's a silly typo. Okay, now it's time for our final award of the evening. It's the prestigious, the coveted, the highly sought after, the renowned, the illustrious, the acclaimed. I'm gonna close this thesaurus. 
it's time to hand out the award for the most newsworthy event of the year. And with bated breath, here are the nominees. Edge returns at the Royal Rumble. Kenny Omega appears on Impact with the AEW Championship. Roman Reigns returns and sides with Paul Heyman. And the novel coronavirus, or COVID-19, for arriving and changing not only the sport of professional wrestling, but our entire way of life. Some strong candidates there. Over to Brakela for the results. It's obviously COVID-19, Sam. And there you have it! And there's just time to thank Brody Lee for everything he ever gave to this incredible sport of Kings. A well-respected and well-loved family man who was always one of my personal favorites. Um, to me, he exemplified creative expression over corporate greed. He, he recently taught us the importance of betting on yourself. And to do that as a public figure is just about the most inspiring act. So truly, Brody Lee, thank you. Join us next Tuesday for our final episode when we'll ask... <coughs> Sorry, um, it'll be a very normal episode and not experimental in any way, he said kayfabely. And remember, you can support this podcast by listening back to episodes you might have missed. This is issue 99, but maybe you haven't heard 56. Perhaps you skipped over 73. Come on, at least once you have to try 69. This has been the Kayfabe Crunch. You're not quite daily, not quite news. Bump for the world of professional wrestling. The Kayfabe Crunch is kept sane thanks to Life Wellness Counseling. For just $9.99 every nine days, Cover up to nine members of your found family. Engage in group therapy conference calls. But don't talk unless you're holding the spoon. We understand that mental health professionals have been overworked in 2020. So that's why we employ aspiring influencers. The Kayfabe Crunch.